When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that supports Harvey Milk's line of personal hygiene products because you gotta give them soap. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> your your reaction to that was like a little bit disappointed. <laughs> well, no, I was, I was, I thought there was a lactose intolerance joke coming, and oh. then like <laughs> you, were, you know, I could have gone a lot of different ways. I could have gone hope. Oh no, that's the real one. I could have gone dope. I could have gone slow. Slope. I can think of three words. Okay. Yeah, great. So many options. I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> I'm Kyle Getz. And, and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Mike, recently I've been forgetting how to do the things that we do all the time. And I, I don't got know you, why. Boo. Thank you. Uh, I'll be your rock. <laughs> if you start talking, I will stop. That's a lie for sure. Um, can, uh, today, today we're going to talk about asexuals. Asexuals. Asexuality. No, that's one word, not two. One which word. Is a it joke. is. We always talk about asexual, but this is asexual or ace yeah. or arrow. We'll learn more about all of the different things later. Um, yeah. But, but first? First, yeah. Can I start with a couple corrections for myself? Yeah, it hit me. Okay. First of all, this was like just for me because when I was listening back to it on the last episode, uh, the live one, I was trying to think of, all right, I forget if it was in the episode or if I was talking to the group later. That's irrelevant. I said, I, I, had trouble pulling the right name um, of the uh, black man that I was referring to. And it's Khalif Browder. He's the one that was in Rikers uh, jail and uh, for no charges uh, later committed suicide, you know, likely due to all the trauma that he faced in Rikers. So I wanted to just make sure I said the correct name because I couldn't uh, didn't pull it before. Cool. An actual real person with a real name. Yes. The correct yeah. name for sure. Now, um, great. That story like really it's yeah. Listen to that. There's a really good podcast that shit. I shouldn't keep talking. There's a good podcast on it. I forget the name of it. That was fun. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Kristen sent this in about the 100, the hundred. Remember your favorite CW show? Oh, the one that I said I don't care if I spoil it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no. I oh no one no one cared about that. Um, but uh, Kristen said uh, actually I'm adding that in. She didn't say that. That sounds a little bit condescending. But um, Lexa, the character you were talking about, did actually come back in the finale. It was the whole this whole complicated thing with artificial intelligence and biotechnology. Yeah, sure. Uh, but she was there. So the CW didn't lie in their promos. Her getting killed off still shook the lesbian community. And it's sad that so many shows kill off their queer characters. Yeah. Um, she did. I asked if she uh, had any other shows that were in a similar vein uh, that she liked that didn't were like a little bit less, you know, murder your lesbians. And she recommended She-Ra and the Princess Power, Princesses yeah. of Power. I mean, that was a that was a cartoon a million years ago back in the 80s. Um but I guess it's also now another show because lots of people have been mm. suggesting that we watch it. Oh, really? Apparently, yeah. it's very gay. Kristen listed a bunch of stuff that was like, everyone's gay. Um, yeah. uh, and then also Winona Earp. It's like demons meet the Old West. So that doesn't make sense, but I'm intrigued. So there you go. So thank you for uh, to Kristen for the correction. And thank you to myself for looking at the other correction. <laughs> 
That's like saying that Buffy is like Dawson's Creek meets Interview with a Vampire or something. Like, I don't, oh, like, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, It's great. like Gilmore Girls meets the opposite of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I have a quick correction. I don't know if correction is quite the right word for it, but oh. um, in the uh, episode about gay baiting, I discussed pink washing. And mm. at some point I referred to the pink scare and somebody pointed out that the in the 1950s in the McCarthy era that that was referred to as the lavender scare, not the pink mm. scare. But then I started looking into it and some places did call it the pink scare. But then there's another thing that was maybe called the pink scare in, in the early, early, early 60s. Um, anyway, usually the gay people thing that happened as a result of the Un-American Activities Committee uh, and, and Joseph McCarthy uh, was the lavender scare. Got it. And so that's the clarification. Cool. Everyone's right and everyone's wrong. Yep. Great. America. Well, speaking of, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous. I'm going to say it anyway. Sorry. <gasps> okay. I know. Okay. Well, we, we, we're talking about keeping keeping it tight. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, somebody pointed out correctly that I used the word ghetto to refer to my phone and that that is potentially problematic. Mm. And it's interesting to me, this is the part that makes me nervous. I thought that you were going to bring it up as a correction. Like you were going to very forcefully oh, you were correct for it, me. Right? Oh, yeah. And um, just the the thought that it, it was, it's a, a wide array of emotions. And I kind of want to talk about it because I think that a sure. lot of white people, when they get called racist, go through this similar like roller coaster of emotions on the inside yeah, because yeah. I was like embarrassed and then I was indignant and then I was <laughs> like worried and then I was mad and then I was like it just w- I went like through this j- whole jump right into researching like in the back of my head to be like I'm right and then I research and then like you know yeah but it, that's the defensiveness and the yeah. also did, and I... did they did they call you racist or they just say no. like don't use that word or, or they didn't even say don't use word. that word. It was the most polite email ever. It was just like, um, this word happened, and that that was it. Like it was <laughs> this word happened. <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad I'm glad you said that. I think that's great. Oh fuck. I should have been more prepared and had it prepared, but oh, because you thought I was um, gonna lay down the line. There are some words that I like definitely know, like the R word, the the T word for trans people. Like there are certain ones that I would shut down, but there are other ones that I never know. And like people, I'm happy to, if one of us uses a word that everyone's like, dude, no one's using that. You can't use that anymore. Like, please teach me. I'm I, um, a sex worker rather than prostitute is kind of the big one that was yeah. like a few years ago that, that I learned about. But yeah. Wait, so what's your, I'm kind of made an assumption. That are you, is your plan not to use that word anymore? Or? I mean, I'm going to try not to. I think that, um. It's a problematic word that some people find offensive, but that's if that's the bar, we have to stop talking. (laughs) We say a lot of things that some people might find uh, objectionable. And um, the 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 history of that word is actually super duper interesting. Maybe we'll do a shrinkage about it or uh, um, uh, something like that, because I I don't want I, I think that it's I will leave it at it is complicated. And I will try to remove that word from my vocabulary. And that might be very difficult because it is definitely something that just rolls off of my tongue. And like we've mentioned to each other before, off the Mm -hmm. air, we don't want to over-index on 
like paralyzing ourselves because we're yeah you know uncomfortable about what might come out of our mouths so yeah part of what we're trying to do is have like a genuine conversation like two friends we pretend like we're friends to have these conversations but yeah so if we're (laughs) so we have i mean we got to be nice and cool but like yeah so um but i think that's all you can do is oh okay i'm going to work on reducing you know cutting that and i may mess up but i think that's a great goal yeah um okay moving on ready for the news I I liked that one. <laughs> Why? I didn't know what was happening as it was happening. <laughs> it was like you were inventing a language. <laughs> <laughs> Polari. <laughs> that brings us to the Polari word of the week. It's <laughs> no, no, that's that's a lie. <laughs> it, it's the Polari word of the week for tone deaf. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Great. Uh, okay. Here's the news. First of all, uh, there is a um, a club in London called G-A-Y. And you guessed it, it's a gay bar. Anyway, Jeremy <laughs> Joseph is the owner of the London club G-A-Y, and he's losing his shit because the British government has been easing lockdown restrictions. And apparently last night, shit was fucked in that in that neighborhood. Um, Wait, what, where so, is it? What neighborhood? L- London. Oh, okay. I just didn't hear that. So Old Compton Street, which he said was, quote, uncontrollable, um, was just packed crazy, insane last night. And there was a lack of masks and a lack of social Mm -hmm. distancing. And he's pretty upset about it because obviously the only way bars can survive is if customers keep the Rona out. Right. And live if they stay alive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also, um, when you say last night uh, for us, that's Saturday night, July 4th. Do they have a big July 4th party? Yes. So apparently, for whatever reason, maybe as a fuck you to America, who knows? <laughs> the, the, the UK government was allowing uh, pubs, hairdressers and other businesses to reopen on Saturday, July the 4th as part of their reopening plan. Huh. And now... Um, what, so this guy, obviously speaking out, he's a gay club owner and is expressing his concerns, but also I think what makes it additionally gayish is this observation that some people have made online that the media has been focusing on quote, the gays in Soho fucking up Soho being the gayborhood. So for instance, these scenes in Soho are horrendous. The issue I have is that the media seems to be focusing on the gay area of London. Surely there are other areas just as bad. Kind of gives gay people a bad name. Or am I wrong? And it is it is an interesting observation, if true. Uh, I mean, whenever I see pictures of gays or any kind of queers, it's always the same. I mean, I hear what they're saying. Like, it's the same white, cis, gay, jacked men that are yeah. having their pool parties. But is that unfair? Uh, it seems fair to me to be like, hey, stop it. Well, so the problem is creating the association that coronavirus equals dirty, gay guys equals dirty. Let's show oh. the gay guys fucking it up so that we know who to blame when there's a bounce. Okay, okay. That's interesting because it's different here in the U.S. where a lot of conservatives are being shown um, and it's not the gays aren't the center of the mask ring it shows up but it's not the center i get what you're saying yeah that sucks yeah that sucks um anyway i'm sorry uk hopefully with those <laughs> fucking I- 
idiot Tories in charge, y'all don't do what we've done and get back up on top. Number one, USA, America <laughs> for coronavirus cases. Um, best of luck, I guess. Um, ready for the next? Yeah. Next. Do you know what a doula is? It is, not the Polari, it is not the Polari word of the oh, week. Oh, okay. I didn't even think that, which is silly. That, um, doula oblongata. Oh, doula, they yeah. help with uh, births. Yes, exactly. Make sure births happen. Good. I did not know that word. And I, I know how this is going to sound, but it's totally in character for me, I'm sure. <laughs> when I come up across a word that I'm like, I have zero idea where to even start knowing what that word is. I find it really interesting. Oh, I can confirm pretty- you not would either know every word or look at a word and be able to guess based on your intelligence which is annoying so yes can confirm (laughs) no one likes it but yeah anyway brand new word to me today it's like i'm like a like a starry-eyed child seeing (laughs) colors for the first time or something i don't know i have Um, like hippie-ish female friends that have given birth so got it well so i had to look okay, it up. i should i should not sorry i should just clarify like it is not hippie to, to like have someone that is on your team in there in the room with you because you may not always be able to trust other people around so i shouldn't disparage it okay sure proceed well uh, wikipedia a doula is a trained companion who is not a healthcare professional who supports another individual the doula's client through a significant health-related experience such as childbirth miscarriage induced abortion stillbirth or even non-reproductive experiences such as dying. Um, And the doula's goal and role is to help the client feel safe and comfortable, complementing the role of the healthcare professionals who provide the client's medical care. I think it's a fascinating concept. This fascinating concept that's now brand new to me. Mm -hmm. uh, Pink News was highlighting the Rainbow Doula DC, which was founded in Kelsey Carroll in Washington, DC. And it is a collective of doulas that caters specifically to the queer community. Hmm. Um, So according to its website, the staff at Rainbow Doula DC have, quote, experience with with expecting parents who are lesbian, gay, trans, non-binary, queer, and all folks... And they support single, monogamous, and polyamorous people. Um, They are trained to support survivors of trauma and abuse and know how to navigate hospital systems that may be unfriendly to folks outside the gender binary. Um, I thought it was really interesting, too, in this article when they started out, they were talking about uh, people who are pregnant instead of talking about pregnant Mm. women. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. That's is that in the news because it's a new collective or something? Um. Is it new? Oh, I'm just wondering why it came up on your radar. Wonder if you know you're on my radar. On my radar. On my radar. Because when you walk, when you talk, I'm doing Britney Spears while you're looking it up. I get the tingle. I want to mingle. That's what I want. That's what I want. Turn up the faders. Wait. Oh, I got lost in myself. I, so now I you have to it, say things. I don't think anything happened. It's not oh. a new organization. Um, there was a little blip about it on Instagram. I, hmm. I think it's mostly just that they're sort of on a, they've gotten noticed and got picked up by the press. Got it. Well, especially with, um, trans and LGBT health care things in the news about how fucked up people are allowed to treat, you know, queer people. And I, I will say like, it's insane hearing my friends talk about like, you need the, uh, a, or a doula's 
helpful to say to the doctor, no, don't do that. That's not the best. I know that that's not the right outcome. Like don't just because it's easier. Like, like the mother said, she does not want this thing. So no, you cannot make that decision. It's fine. Keep working on like, so like to me, that's awesome to have someone who like to then add on the experience of being any kind of queer or poly or non-binary, anything like no one fucking knows what to do. Like they're yeah. the doctor's going to be like, I don't get you. So, so to have someone that knows that is really cool. Yeah. 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 For sure. I love that. Yep. So that's rainbow doulas DC. Um, you have a story. I, yeah. Is this the, the last news story that, well, what I just did is what's called a pitch Kyle and you oh, like, oh. I'm going to throw it to you to do your story. Oh, Oh, okay. I receive. Ha. Okay. So, <laughs> This is actually serious. Yeah. So um, uh, here in Seattle, it was big news, but not everyone heard about it. There were two people, uh, two protesters, Black Lives Matter protesters that were hit on I-5 on our highway uh, by a driver. Um, and uh, the reason I'm I'm talking about this story is, I mean, there are a few, it, it fits in, but also um, uh, um, so on Friday night, I think that's the night that it happened. I went out with the protesters and went like it was downtown by the 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 um West Seattle precinct. And I mm-hmm. sat with them and listened to them and lit candles with them and it, it was they didn't know who I was. It was a small group, 20, 30 people. They were really welcoming and and it was um this is not about me. I I shouldn't. Okay. Um I decided to leave when they said we're going to go to to I five. So like I, it, it's I. That's the part where it's like connected to me. Even and and I shouldn't make this story about me. So what happened is those protesters got on I five, which they've been doing for the past like nineteen or whatever days. Um, they're part of the uh, Fem March that's been happening. And um, as they have every night, once the protesters got on, they or before the protesters even got to the highway the police would shut down the highway. Um, Mm -hmm. And the driver supposedly went on an exit ramp around like other, like cars and barricades in the way, like had to go around things to get on the wrong way and sped down. And the video's graphic and horrible. um, If it's popped up on Twitter and, um, uh, both of the people are, are getting misgendered. They're both non-binary, um, which is another reason I thought that was important to talk about. Um, you will see them refer to uh, not incorrectly, but um, uh, uh, Diaz Love, who is 32, um, as of me talking about this right now, is in the hospital. Um, Summer Taylor, who's 24, uh, died. Uh, sh- uh, they were in serious condition, and then um, they they died uh, yesterday. So um, it's it. There, there's GoFundMe um, if anyone wants to support them. So on GoFundMe.com, you can search for Diaz Love Support Fund or Summer Taylor Support Fund, um, and I've I've. I felt very Mike because I was reading people's responses to this and getting so angry. Like if you find yourself siding with, I don't, I don't care what you think about protesters on the highway. I do not give a shit about that. 
these people did not deserve this to happen. They are protesting and our city is not keeping them safe like they should. They're not doing what they need to do. And it, it I just was, it's, it's, it's horrible. I, and I, yeah. Yeah. Did that make sense? It was, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You hung out with a couple of non-binary people at a protest and then they went on the freeway and they got fucking run over and yeah. one of them died and the other one is still in the hospital and it's awful. And it's awful. And the fact that people in this country do not just stop it, that is fucked up and shouldn't have happened. Like it, it's just, I mean, uh, so much country that think that they deserved it. Exactly. And the, it's, the fact that if a person's human life has been ended and that that's somehow justifiable because somebody couldn't get to Kmart. Yep, like, yep. Or like people are like then arguing about like, oh, I don't think the road was closed. It's like you're what you think about what was happening is irrelevant. The road was closed. So like I, I just I've just been looking at all these like hot takes from people about like that are, I think, removed enough that they don't like they can just throw these things out there and not care. And it's yeah. it's frustrating and they don't deserve it they don't deserve to be misgendered so they it's just it's just a i don't yeah it's 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 just a lot yeah so if you can yeah. if you if you can support them if you have the the financial means um i think they've both hit their goals but you it, they're they're going to need more like support than you know that like go support them if you if you can yep Yep. Well, that's the news. That's sorry. <laughs> I was so no. worried about talking about like I don't. It's this has nothing to do with me. Like, but it's like really weighing on me. And like, I have a little bit of a personal connection. But I don't know. I hope I didn't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Mike. Uh, do you? Want, it's your show, man. <laughs> I get. I don't know. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh. I'm going to now push you to say a hundred words so that I can stop talking. Oh yeah, that's right. This is the part where we do Patreon things. Yeah. So at, at, at a certain level of giving, you are allowed to send in 100 words and no matter what they are, I, Mike Johnson will read <laughs> them on the air. Uh, it is a dramatically underutilized <laughs> benefit. Like yep. lots of people have it as a benefit yes. and we, we, we don't get them very often. So send them in kids, even if you've done it before. Yep. <laughs> here we go. 100 words. Tito Burrito here. For my 100 words, just a little tongue twister to loosen up those lips. Luke's duck likes lakes. Luke luck licks lakes. Luke's duck licks lakes. Duck takes licks in lakes. Luke luck likes. Luke luck takes licks in lakes. Duck likes. Hope you feel nice and loose. <laughs> well, <laughs> great. <laughs> Thanks for I'm, the lovely tongue twister, Ducky. Uh, that was I'm fantastic. dizzy. Is, did you say it all right? Or did you start over somewhere in there? No, that's that's what it, that's what it was. Oh, also, no, I just didn't uh, follow it. So also, it was very subtle, but you missed the Polari word of the week. Oh shit! What was it? Yeah. I didn't understand what was happening. When, so <laughs> when it was over, I said, "Thanks for the lovely tongue twister, Ducky." And Ducky is a Polari word for uh, like deer. It's a term of endearment that uh, you use to talk to somebody that you love. That's um, I've heard that in like regular talking. Apparently, it's a Polari word, Ducky. I'm not going to call you Ducky though, because that's awkward. That's not our <laughs> our vibe. <laughs> I, I support that. You can call me like what animal would it like? Uh, I don't know. Trash panda. Oh yeah, 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you Ducky now because water buffalo is too hard to say. No, <laughs> You're my little gardener snake. Yeah. Um, okay, for my Patreon thing, I want to thank the following people for supporting us. Uh, Nathaniel Steffel. Steffel. Nathaniel Steffel. Um, Alex. <laughs> if I say it three times, one of them has to be right. Alex. Nailed that one. Alex Bignaud. Alex Bignod, Alex Bignod, uh, again, one of those, uh, Seth Egan. Thank you, Seth. Four letters and four letters. Seth Egan. Seth Thanks Egan. for having He's going to be like, it's Seth Egan. Um, <laughs> uh, Fel- Felipe Silva and Felipe Silva, because I put that twice on accident. So and, thank and, you uh, twice. Felipe Silva and his brother, Felipe Gold. Okay. <laughs> I, shit okay that was very well done by me um so thank you to everyone who, <laughs> who supports us uh if you want bonus shit uh and me to fuck up your name go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast awesome so, are we done with the show now oh yep. we have to do it this, we have to do the show it. okay this has been gay um <laughs> uh you want to talk about asexuality let's talk about asexuality I wanted to just briefly talk about the history of asexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it turns out that the word asexual was mostly uh, a a German thing. It sort of entered the vernacular at at approximately the same time that the word homosexual did in the late 19th century. There's this guy named Magnus Hirschfeld, Hirschfeld, uh, who was a German physician and sexologist and mm. he may or may not have been gay himself. And we really should do like a whole thing about him because the shit <laughs> that he was doing was amazing. He very publicly argued for homosexual homosexuality to be decriminalized in Germany. And ultimately, the Nazis banished him from the country and revoked his citizenship because of yeah, they the down. perversion that he was trying to put into our society. Anyway, he wrote a whole thing. Uh, a, a big uh, pamphlet about sexuality. And in there, he doesn't use the word asexuality, but he definitely describes the concept hmm. that asexuality is a person who doesn't feel sexual attraction to other people. And um, it's it's pretty common. And it's definitely something that is sort of misunderstood and even maligned, I think, by our hmm. society. And there are organizations, that, communities that have, um, you know, grown around the idea of asexual asexuality. Yeah. And I, I um, personally, uh, this uh, ten years ago, I still think about this every now and then. Ten years ago, when I worked, uh, when we worked at, mm-hmm. uh, I was in an LGBT group, and someone said, "I was like, I don't know. I was like, I'm gay. I don't know why it came up. It always comes up." And then um, the the woman I was talking to said, "I'm asexual," and I didn't. I didn't know that was an identity and I laughed because I thought it was a joke because that's what asexual had been to me. A joke. Oh, I haven't had sex in so long. I'm asexual now. You know, like, so I, yeah. 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 It's a thing. It's real. It's the thing. It's real. People experience it. It it gets shortened to ace sometimes. So if you'll see Mm -hmm. online, especially somebody refers to themselves as ace, that is A-C-E. That's actually short for asexual um you will also see the term aro or which which is out there aro which that is short for aromantic which 
isn't exactly asexuality. It, to, to be aromantic means that you don't have a desire to form relationships with other people. You might want to fuck, but you mm-hmm. don't want to date. Well, relation, yeah, date, yeah, dating kind of romantic relationships. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of us forget are two separate things. Your romantic interest and your sexual interest. For a lot of us, like for me, that's just men. It's, it's all men. Unfortunately, I, I just want men for all of it. So yeah, some people yeah. may not. for better for worse for worse for worse for worse um yeah so you can be asexual meaning you don't experience sexual attraction but then also romantically gay like yeah so it's actually more complex than even it seems on the surface because there's so you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of wiggle room yep I'll I'll add this and then we can move on. Uh, In a study published in 1983, Paula Nurius examined the relationship between mental health and sexual orientation by surveying a non-random sample of 689 people, primarily college students. The study focused on heterosexuality and homosexuality, but also included bisexuality and asexuality as sexual orientations. Hmm. She's the one person that did this, I guess. Uh, (laughs) No one, yeah. The results of the questionnaires showed that Asexuals surveyed had a comparatively lower actual frequency and desired frequency of sexual activity. Nurius also found that within this sample, asexuals were slightly more prone to have problems with depression, low self-esteem, and sexual discord. So uh, even even more than than, uh, uh, gay people. Hmm. And what I think is interesting and by people, what I, what I think is interesting about that is I wonder if that's a function of the fact that we're such a sex obsessed and sex driven society, if that mm. contributes to this feeling that you're broken. And, um, I, I, I want to once again, pitch sex education on Netflix because it's the <laughs> best show that's ever been created. And fucking Gillian Anderson is goddamn amazing in that, that she <laughs> is the, the sex therapist. And she says to an asexual student, sex can't make you whole so how could you ever be broken or something like that mm. and uh it's a very sweet and tender moment and it yeah. really uh, uh it was it was awesome to see a uh I, I think positive representation of asexuality and a, a reinforcing message that there's nothing wrong with you there's yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with you yeah i i have to imagine that like the added not only by society like asexual like people don't get it and it's weird to them but um even within the lgbt community like you know all those other identities that are not like cis gay men you know people get treated a different way so um yeah i could see that adding to that kind of depression or mental health issues yeah i feel like this is a silly question but have you ever Mm -hmm. felt like asexual might be a thing for you no nope nope never never i've never considered it and until you pose this question right now because i want to have every sex and lots of dudes and ejaculate and just live in yeah Yeah. but what about you um yeah i have considered that and mostly though that's because of my fucked up relationship with my sexuality that like Mm. the the fact that i wasn't into ladies and and forced myself to do it anyway and the fact that i was into dudes but had lots of terrible sexual encounters with them made me wonder if just like sex wasn't a thing for me and that my dissatisfaction was because i was actually asexual on the inside that part of me is fucking stupid that's just not that's just not true i'm i'm a very sexual being it's just um expressed i think differently and i've had more difficulty than a lot of other people Hmm. um but yeah i'd considered it that's interesting because i think 
that's something I just don't hear people talking about. So I don't want to like, I want to make sure like we're staying in that, like in that moment or I don't know what, like long enough because like, yeah, like you can have a bad sexual encounter and think like you said, am I gay or maybe I'm not gay or you you can have bad sexual encounters and be like, Oh, maybe I'm asexual. And it's, you know, or society is viewing my, my, my sex that I'm interested in is not the same as everyone else. So maybe I am. So, yeah, that's an interesting kind of confusion that can can come up. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Thanks for sharing, Mike. Sure. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what we're here for, I guess. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. I have something that I want to tell you next. Tell me. Are you ready? Okay, good. <laughs> I was hoping you'd want me to keep talking. Okay. Um, I wanted to pull some info from the um, from actual asexuals so that we're um, kind of sharing some of the information and definitions from them. So this is from the asexual. Because they're real. They exist. We have some. We have stuff yes. from. And they know how to use computers. So they made a great. website. So that's great. Um, uh, this is from the Asexual Visibility and Education Network. Um, oh, I saw this- those bitches. Yeah? Um, did yeah. you? look at it a little bit not okay. like i didn't like dive into it because i was like none of these people want to fuck me so why do i want to know more <laughs> well i mean that's a misconception we'll talk about this is mostly from their faqs which i'm gonna okay. pretend stands for frequently asexual questions um so fuck you <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> that's not okay uh <laughs> the current estimates say uh 1% of people are asexual. Um okay. That feels like whenever I read that people were kind of like citing that but it feels very much like a guess. Like their studies uh into asexual people are a lot newer and given how rare they are they tend to go recruit people from aset like forums where asexual people are and um and that's not always great science so it's and people don't always know or identify as asexual so and some studies like focus and we thought gay people recruit people it's the goddamn scientists <laughs> it's the scientists shoving I mean, they- their shoving their scientistness down our throats <laughs> I prefer a non-science world. Don't stop forcing your knowledge and information on me. Um, yeah. So uh, also like some studies I saw only studied asexual as a subset of LGBT, um, which not yeah. every asexual identifies as LGBT. So it's anyway, so uh, 1%, but I'm going to, I'm putting a big question mark around that. Okay. All right. So uh, another thing that was, uh, helpful to clarify like we already defined the, the difference between like sexual and romantic attraction mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm, there are also mm-hmm. others that they mentioned that i think are useful to talk about uh, like aesthetic attraction and sensual attraction so aesthetic is just like i know that like scarlett johansson is beautiful it's yeah. fun looking at her like yeah. i would watch her yeah. in slow motion for sure but okay. that doesn't like aesthetic I guess I don't have to define aesthetic for you. You know what that means. Well, a long, 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 long time ago now, um, I'm trying to figure out how to quickly anonymize this person so that I don't out them. Somebody in my life explained to me, do you ever think that like little angelic looking boys are beautiful? And then he quickly backpedaled to tell me how much not a pedophile he is. (laughs) And but I think this is sort of where he like at the time I was just fucking mortified and freaked out. But like that that might be an actual thing, right? Like just I I find that 
pleasant to look at, not in an I want to fuck that well, kind of way. I mean, it, it might, maybe the wording was a little bit weird. Like everyone says like, oh, babies are cute. Like that is that is purely aesthetic. Like they look adorable and they move around and giggle like little little bundles of stupid. So like, yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. aesthetic. And why'd you have to bring in pedophilia, Mike? Um, uh, Sensual attraction uh, could be like cuddling, kissing, hand-holding. That doesn't necessarily mean that you want sex, um, not sexual attraction. But there are – so there are lots of different forms of attraction. And that's, I think, part of what makes it complicated and difficult to know is because even though we can define those things differently, like sussing those out in yourself as a person, like that's – that seems very difficult or it can be. What if you just want blowjobs? <laughs> it's a blow sexual. <laughs> uh, no, that's sexual attraction. Okay, great. Cool. Figured it out. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, the word gray sexual, um, which is uh, asexual. You want to bang old people. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh man. I wish. Um, uh, so that is someone who's on the asexuality spectrum. So just like everything, it is not always as clear cut as like you literally never experience sexual attraction. It could be you very rarely experience sexual attraction. Um, so that mm-hmm. uh, gray gray sexual is kind of a um, you're you're on that spectrum, but it's not as definitive as asexual. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's demisexual, which I've told you about. And still, you tried to diagnose well, me as <laughs> still, you say that like it's a past tense thing. Okay, um, de- demisexual is someone who can only experience sexual attraction or desire after emotional bond has been formed. Okay, it's not it's not wanting to bang to me more. What? G- oh, got Demi, it. De- okay, okay. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> or Demi Lovato. Or Demi Lovato. Oh, there we go. I, I would have liked your joke way better if you <laughs> updated your cultural references. Um, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. maybe. I'm in my 40s, Kyle. This is the best <laughs> I can do. <laughs> well, you did text us about Mary Kay Letourneau earlier. <laughs> she died. That's, I, so I heard from some dude on <laughs> my Facebook messages. Um, okay, maybe you you experience sexual attraction even after emotional even without an emotional bond, you just don't act on your sexual attraction without an Correct. emotional bond. Correct. And I would state it even slightly stronger than that. I have a difficult time expressing myself sexually without a connection. Like It's not about the feeling. It's about the expression of that feeling. It, I see people and I want to fuck, but like, Unless I get to know them first, unless I build some sort of trust with them, our sexual encounter with each other is going to be terrible for me. Mm. Like, it is bad. Mm. I have lots of bad sex because I haven't gotten to a place that I need to be with that person in order for it to be fun. Okay. But I definitely want to fuck them. Okay. Just like when I first see them. I withdraw my assertion of demisexual. Okay. Uh no, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm a something. We can come up with a term if you want to. <laughs> you want to workshop this and figure out what I am. What? Like hemi demisexual is what we said that one time when we talked about it on the show. I forget what that meant. You're kind of demi, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, no, yeah, I don't think. But it, it's about experiencing sexual attraction because, like, uh, there's a lot of, like in this FAQ about like it's it's not that you choose to be celibate because of your religion or what whatever like you experience it but you shove it down it is not uh you know uh, 
something happened to oh actually there's i'll jump ahead there's something called hypoactive sexual desire disorder or hsdd you said yeah as if you know what that is yeah i i even once like asked a doctor if i had a problem like that's one of the things that encouraged one of my doctors to test my testosterone Mm. was because i was experiencing like, like I said, I'm not, it's, it's fucking stupid, but I'm always comparing myself to other men and like other men were just like constantly thinking with their dicks. And like, like yeah. that's like, I kind of think with my dick, but I like not nearly as much as my other fellow men. What's wrong with me? Yeah. And I, I even went to a doctor about it. And that's ultimately what led to this. Like, well, let's test your testosterone and let's let's look at your like I was concerned enough about it that that was something that I was pursuing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but didn't you? confirmed to have low testosterone oh yeah yeah i have borderline testosterone borderline like, testosterone disorder yep yep uh I, I like the joke that my testosterone is in the high lesbian category like <laughs> i just like at the very very bottom of the range that is considered normal mm-hmm. i hover there mm-hmm. and sometimes i test below it sometimes i test above it but i'm like right in there mm-hmm. and um Enough that one doctor said, let's start you on testosterone and did. And then another, another doctor was like, no, we shouldn't do that. You were normal and took me off. So, um, whatever. Hmm. That's confusing. Like what, what would, what is the, other than just the fact that you have low testosterone, what would that be trying to resolve by taking testosterone? Uh, libido. Like, okay, was... I want to be having sex more, but I don't, but I kind of don't though. I want yeah. to want to have sex more. Yes. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So that's a great example of like, well, and maybe I'll grow a beard. Like, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which we all saw in quarantine, how that went. Yeah, man, I didn't. (laughs) Well, you know how I feel. Okay. Um, But hypoactive sexual desire disorder is uh, uh, an underlying sexual that underlying sexual needs that that are not being met to the point of personal distress. So it's the mm-hmm. fact, like, just because you're not having sex doesn't mean you're asexual. Jesus, my dog is coughing on F. Hey, bud. Be cool. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because you don't have sex does not make you asexual. And in fact, HSDD, like you're, it, it causes you distress because you want to be having more sex and you're not for whatever reason. And there, there yeah. are a variety of reasons, including medical things. You talked about like that, like things like getting cancer. Being a Republican. Being, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many causes of not having sex. Yeah. If you're wearing that MAGA hat, you are not, hopefully not getting a lot of sex. Um, uh, other definitions, there is allosexual. So, you know, there's cis is to trans as allo is to asexual so so we are allosexual someone who experiences sexual attraction or a desire to have sexual relationships got it that's a new one that there are a lot of new words that i'm learning and then like i see them and i'm like i I saw that word once and i still have to look it up so allosexual is one that i've heard of before but have had to continually look up because i it's not wanting to have sex with that stuff you rub on sunburns uh (laughs) <laughs> uh, i love that we're remote today so that i can blame it on the lag yep. and not on yep. needing was... to figure my joke sure. out I, I really had to think about it i i think that, that might be me though because I, I well i was gonna say 
it's different than like being a Scrooge McDuck. Metal. He's into he's into metal. He swims through the coins. <laughs> An alloy sexual? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a that's a that's a deep pull, Kyle. Yeah, this is a bit of a stretch. Okay, we're both amazing today. Uh, asexuals, <laughs> I blame you. Uh, another thing that I saw on the FAQs that I thought was really interesting is that asexual people can uh, do things like masturbate. Uh, they may do it for a variety of reasons, including its stress relief, or I got to take care of this boner, or uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say that specifically <laughs> every once in a while do you have a problematic boner <laughs> <laughs> what like it's just a little racist sometimes <laughs> yeah um and you needed to go away you needed to go away uh jerk it off <laughs> um so you can't still can't masturbate you still can't experience um you even mentioned you can have kinks and fetishes they just don't involve sex with other people they don't involve other people as part of it mm. so yeah. okay so you can, still can be aroused you still can get aroused uh you still have can't have it a libido uh and there are a lot of things like that like uh, none of it is like clear cut so it's all like you might experience this you might experience that so like it was annoying it's that thing like that a lawyer would do the answer to every question is like well you might be asexual only but you can decide potentially yeah, yeah. so it, you know it's but that that's kind of how everything is so those are the frequently asexual questions okay i have no further questions great we've we've answered all the asexual questions so i wanted to talk about asexual erasure mm, yeah and it's it's like by erasure but like maybe worse hmm. um and where I'm where I'm going with this is I I always am on the lookout for ways to bore you mm. and I wanted to figure out like people that are asexual from history mm. and it made me realize just how problematic it is so when when we, there's already like a problem like labeling a person as gay in history right like people didn't it was the love that dare not speak its name or whatever. <laughs> And asexuals are the love that dare not speak. Yeah. We <laughs> uh, like like we know that James Buchanan, President James Buchanan, was like real close with the Senator King from um another state. Mm -hmm. I think it was a southern state. Anyway, that they were like real good friends, slash live together, slash probably gay. Mm -hmm. But like we don't know that they banged. We don't yeah. know that they were in a romantic relationship. And saying I'm gay, that's not a sentence likely to come out of somebody's mouth when they didn't mean happy back then. <laughs> yeah. So like what do you what do you do with that information? Anyway, with asexual people, there's two versions of it that actually uh are 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 pretty difficult. The first is there are a lot of people that are presumed gay that get called confirmed bachelor mm -hmm. in the history books. Oh, that what just if they're clicked. just actually a bachelor? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, and and they're sort of stigmatized because they're a bachelor. Why haven't they found the right woman? Why aren't they married? And like our brains, I think mostly, and like obviously you and I because we're gay, but like I think society's brain sort of goes like, well, he must have been gay then. Yeah. He could have just been asexual. Yeah, or she, that I right? never thought about that. Yeah, like, uh, it's almost like the progressive thing to understand that a confirmed bachelor could mean they're gay like oh i'm so enlightened i know that that but it's actually like the next step is 
well, we don't know what they are because they it's all I think it all goes back to like respecting how people identify themselves. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because we have no idea. Hmm. So one super famous dude that fits that definition, um, I think, is Nikola Tesla. Oh, um, the scientist. He was very handsome. I went on a whole like, do I want to bang Nikola Tesla thing? Well, now I need to. <laughs> you can keep talking. Uh... <laughs> OK, great. Um, he was also very tall and apparently had giant hands. So like, you yes, know what that means. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Big gloves. Big. <laughs> um. Uh, he was six foot two, which for the time was super crazy tall. I mean, it's still kind of super crazy tall. Um, had around 300 patents to his name. M- mega breakthroughs, right? And he was always described as being fastidious. Huh. He liked that to dine. That used to be in- a, a euphemism yeah. for gay for sure. Yeah. He liked to dine in the same place at exactly the same time every day. Um, and he off. But okay. He often asserted that any thoughts of romance or sex would hinder his creative abilities, so he never even took any lovers, let alone got married. Huh. Which, um, that, this is like what I was talking about before, like, maybe he was doing that intent, like, even though he had feelings, maybe he was saying, like, well, science suffers when a bone, so I'm gonna not do that. Or maybe he just didn't experience them. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. Why do, why do I... I guess it's possible. What you're saying is possible. I just, I'm, I'm having a hard time buying it. Oh, like, what do you, what do you believe deep down? What I believe deep down is that sure. It might take you until you're 90 years old and writing your memoirs. Everybody at some point, whatever their sexuality is, it comes out of them and hmm. not having sexual attraction is great. You're asexual. That's fine. I just have a hard time being that believing that somebody would be truly interested in sex and not at some point express it i don't know Um, isn't that like some religions i don't know the difference between them and who has to be celibate or what like nuns or something catholics yeah sure um can wait real quick can you hear reynolds chewing on his toy well he stopped now (laughs) if you did you hear anything before no okay he decided to bring his toy right up beside me <laughs> and just start gnawing on it. Okay, let me know if you hear it, and I'll be the dick that takes it away. Okay. So to your point, here's a quote that actually backs up your theory, but uh, I was bringing to the table to prove that he was asexual. Tesla said, quote, I do not think there is any thrill that can go through the human heart like that felt by the inventor as he sees some creation of the brain unfolding to success. Such emotions make a man forget food, sleep, friends, love, everything. No, I think that confirms what you say. Oh, great. I'm right. Let's move on. Well, um, I, like, <laughs> I thought we were going to do a no, you're right. No, you're right. But <laughs> you just ran with it. Huh. Um, I looked up a picture of him and I mean that that middle hair part really I just I can't I don't think I can't look past it. But look right into his eyes and have his babies, Kyle. Um His eyes, even in this black and white picture, are stunning. Yeah. Nikola Tesla, everybody, get wet. Get it. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're asexual. <laughs> in which case, stay dry. <laughs> Um, the other category that pops out in history that I'm interested in, that's this, it's very similar to bi erasure 
is that there are lots and lots and lots of people, even today, who are asexual, but because of societal and family pressures, they get married, they even have children, they, des- they, they are forced into what looks like a traditional heterosexual marriage. And how many millions of married people right now are actually asexual and we have no idea? And then right. you can go back at history, like famous people, and find lots of examples of exactly that. Hmm. Um, do you know who H.P. Lovecraft is? Sounds like a ship on Starship or something. He invented dildos. No, he's... <laughs> <laughs> I was so into it. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, he's, um, he wrote a bunch of spooky tales, ghosts, ghouls, alternate worlds, the idea of Cthulhu, he invented that. Anyway, but he was raised Victorian and he got married to this woman named Sonia Green, who they met at a convention, which is the least sexy way to meet somebody. That's the most <laughs> asexual place to meet someone. Um, but <laughs> anyway, so by her own account in her writings, it says that he performed his marital duty, albeit only when asked to <laughs> never taking the initiative himself and without showing any desire, enthusiasm, or even competence in the act itself. <laughs> okay. Asexual is not bad at sex, <laughs> just to clarify. On his but prowess yeah, yeah, in the yeah, bedchamber, yeah. she would later write, quote, of course, I did not expect him to be an ample provider, but I did harbor some secret expectations that he might, after all, provide to be normal as a husband and lover. I felt, however, that his inhibitions were provoked more or less by his severe puritanical upbringing. This highlights a couple of things. Hmm. I mean, his wife was like, he wasn't into sex. He's asexual. But there's also the trap in here that I think happens all the time to poor ace people uh, is that there's something wrong with him. Like religion perverted him. So that's why he's not into sex. Like Mm. he could have just been asexual. Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that is another thing I didn't mention in my like, you know, asexual people may still have sex and part of it could be i was actually just reading about this on one of the asexual uh subreddits i'm in i'm in so many like subreddits to like read <laughs> like from all the like umbrella of lgbtqia <laughs> do, do research that, for the show and then forget to leave the subreddit <laughs> after we've done the topic <laughs> um so uh, the asexual people may uh have sex with their partner as a way to because their partner wants it and they like making their partner happy so it's not like they're being forced into it or anything they they don't they're they're not personally into the sex they're having but they're into the fact that they're making their partner yeah. happy and their partner wants it and likes it so and that's what you're describing it sounds like i understand that this is a problematic comparison Ooh. and i think about it a little bit like feet like if somebody's into my feet, if somebody's into my feet, if that gets them off, if they're going to have a big old orgasm because of my feet, I don't get it. It's not going to do anything for me, but I like making that person happy and I like yeah. making him have an orgasm. So here's my feet. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I like that. Here's here's my I present to you <laughs> <laughs> my feet on your dick. <laughs> um, the, the last thing and then I'll, I'll turn it back over to you for another segment. I wanted to talk briefly about Salvador Dali the painter he's my favorite painter yeah so apparently there's lots of people that believe that he was asexual and uh, he was he was married um and there was of course all of the stuff that we just got done talking about with hp lovecraft about like does that what, what does that mean if anything but he quite famously said quote 
I have tried sex once with a woman and it was Gala, his wife. Uh, um, I have to translate and it was Gala, his wife. Okay. I, I, I have tried sex once with a woman and it was with his wife, Gala. It was overrated. <laughs> I, I tried sex once with a man and that man was the famous juggler Frederico Garcia Lorca. It was very painful. <laughs> um and then in his autobiography the secret life of salvador dali he notably left out sex and sexuality um sort of danced around the subject or avoided it altogether and so a, a lot of people have taken that to mean that he was also one of these people who's asexual but his asexuality is being erased by these like really powerful messages we have that everybody's allosexual and and oh my god good use of the word Thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. I do you think jugglers are probably really good at having sex? I think they could do wonders with a blowjob. So my whole thing is if you're a juggler, you're probably like a circus person in general, and they're all ripped and hot and amazing and bendy. Mm -hmm. Well, jugglers that that's the thing about jugglers, though, is they don't have to be buff. They don't have to like walk on a tightrope or like ride an elephant. They just have to stand there and throw little things in the air. Yeah, but they <clears throat> probably are bendy. That's true. Jugglers, hit us up. Um, yeah. Well, another thing, just still on the the topic of asexual. Maybe jugglers have giant dicks. Maybe that's why it was very painful. Well, that's what I was thinking. If it was like literally painful, he could be having sex wrong or or <laughs> bad sex. Like I like, but the, yeah, this is the thing. Is like it could be one of a million possibilities, and and uh, that's what's so great about now, like recognizing understanding defining it so that people yeah. can understand themselves better and feel comfortable like they're not broken by being any one of these orientations yep um, nothing wrong with you boo yeah um asexual erasure another thing like i keep I always think about is um at pride there's always the like oh straight people don't belong here you know you see a couple holding hands or whatever and they look like they're um heterosexual and and you know we talked about like they could be bisexual so you don't know that also like they could be asexual and in relationship um so like we we always assume that a relationship an opposite gender relationship means you're some kind of gay or straight or wait yeah. no opposite gender you're straight but that's not the case and maybe they're just allies and as long as they're not taking pictures of people or wearing a straight pride t-shirt or gawking maybe yeah. just leave them alone yeah i don't know well that's the like thing to pride i'm just like if no one's caught if they're not causing a ruckus just leave them be because they also could be like not out and so they can't say that they're anything and yeah allies the easiest kind of umbrella any whom um okay the last thing i want to tell you is a little bit uh not not Gata exactly, but a little bit just about the history of studies of asexual people. Okay. It, it is. I'll go ahead and add this to the list. Just like uh, trans people that it is not often studied and more recent than people that people are actually studying it. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's very new. Um, yeah. So um, this is from Wikipedia, just some of these. So the first uh, that I saw that we were aware Western kind of studies were aware of asexuals. It says in the 1948 and the 1953 uh, Kinsey studies, the famously uh, 
ranked people from zero to six to say if they how straight or gay they were um and apparently (laughs) wikipedia said he was aware of an asexual element but did little to investigate it (laughs) (laughs) so he's like yeah yeah i see you over there bye um so he do asexuals get like a negative score or something no they they get i think this kind of badass they got an x oh (laughs) it's like I, I'm You're not, not even a number. Boo. I'm You're not a number. Th- I'm, I'm an X. <laughs> that feels like like X Men or something. Um, That's great. Um, so then, in 1977, was the first exploration of asexuals in a paper called "Asexual and Autoerotic Women: Two Invisible Groups" by Myra T. Johnson. Oh, your great great grandmother, um, yep. Aunt Myra. And old Aunt Myra, uh, she portrays them as invisible, um, which we just talked about, kind of still are, and quote, oppressed by a consensus that they are non-existent. Uh, mm. Myra said that they are left behind by both the sexual revolution and feminist movement, um, which yep. makes sense that there are a lot of a lot of movements that kind of take the biggest chunk of people that they can find are the most visible or commonly seen, or even in the case of gay people, like the most, uh, the most easily easy to get their rights, um, and, and leave behind some of the other, even more minorities within minorities. And, um, and then in two, this is not a comprehensive like list of all them, but just kind of a, um, some examples in 2000. Something you said made me think, like, oh, good. <laughs> we haven't really had to fight for asexual rights because not fucking has been pretty much okay with everybody for always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what not having. I, I just I suspect a big part of it is like acceptance, recognition that they're not. Well, maybe like so they're not in the um, asexuality is not in the DSM. So it's like trying to tell people like it is not a problem. What's your oh, face? Dark, dark thought. Ooh, what? All of those states that like it's. It's not illegal to rape your wife. Like that's that's legal. That's that's asexual rights. Oh, the sentence the sentence I said about not fucking has never had a problem. That's not true. Hmm. I was wrong. I hmm. retract that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there are things that I'm not thinking of or don't know about. But um, yeah. Also, like just understanding and I mean that's like a lot of groups. Like just understanding and recognition that you're not broken and you're not bad. Yeah. It's just how you are. Um, yep, yep. asexuals tell us what rights you need and we'll help you yep. or something um, uh, the last one that I'll mention is in, t- in 2001 there were studies on ram mating preferences <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm going to talk about that in the Patreon oh okay so the, the, the Patreon segment this week is all about asexual animals oh <laughs> <laughs> it's like Noah's Ark but half yeah yeah, and oh wait, unless you're talking about the football team, the Rams, in which case that's the- <laughs> way more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there was very little sex that they had with each other? <laughs> that's probably not true, but um, yeah. So okay, then I'll just leave it. At, I didn't look too much into this, but there are animals that have been seen to be asexual, and I guess we'll talk about that more in the Patreon segment. Sure will. Cool. Well, I think that's all I got. 
we've we've talked we've talked a lot i actually i feel pretty good about this episode yeah we brought lots of angles we talked about we actually talked about the topic (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome everybody we talked about the topic we said we would yeah yeah i think we did we didn't make up too many uh fake stereotypes about asexual people yeah oh my god if bi people don't eat pie like asexuals hate dessert (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right (laughs) Uh, did did we do it yeah we did totally okay great so you want to take a break let's take a break and not fuck let's take a break break (laughs) (laughs) this is the part where mike and kyle take a break so so are we back yeah we're back (laughs) we're back uh, we're going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We're on so much social media, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, uh, YouTube, uh, at Gayish Podcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. And our email is gayishpodcast at gmail. Dot com. And our physical address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Let's get physical. Um, do you want to do, oh, Gays and Straightest? Or... Oh, yeah, before we do that, yeah. let's talk about this real quick. Yeah. Um, first of all, we've done, <laughs> we, we are like amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we were number four on the United States sexuality charts on iTunes. Dan Savage was number three, so we, he like he was topping us for like. A I, whole my day. goal was to get r- right on the bottom of a Dan Savage. Yeah, uh, we were featured in an article uh, for Esquire magazine. Yeah, and in the proudest my dad has ever been of me, we were in Hustler magazine. <laughs> Such a fucking mm. weird thing. I loved it. <laughs> um, uh, in the Houston Chronicle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Which they didn't know that you were from Katy, so now we might like you might be even more famous because you're from there. Anyway, yeah, sure, but yeah, yeah, we're just we're we're a media firestorm, Kyle. <laughs> I know, right? It was just very weird where a lot of things either we figured out or came in. So thanks to all of you for whatever you've done in whatever way in in yeah. the world. We absolutely could not do it without the gayish agenda. That's for damn sure. And if yeah. if we miss anything, we don't always catch anything. That's one thing about this last week that was interesting. We started Googling ourselves, which is not sexy, <laughs> not cute. No. But we Googled ourselves and found a bunch of shit we didn't even know. Oh, so, uh, BuzzFeed, this really was a listener. Like, I don't know who it was. If you're listening, hey, let us know because you're awesome. They were like, uh, this list that this BuzzFeed editor put together of like, what do you do to enjoy Pride or, or feel gay? Or I forget what the thing was. And one of them on the list was listen to podcasts. And, and it, they quoted a person that said, gayish podcast is my favorite. So that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, so if you see us out there, please let us know because like we're we're just we're just a three man operation behind the scenes, and we I don't read. So <laughs> also, it is award season, and we very much would like to be a award winning podcast. Yeah, and I've I, in all our copy, it's always award nominated. <laughs> <laughs> we are um, really good at losing, though. We've lost so many times. Yeah, right. But we're this like. We should stick with what we know. Yeah, that's um, true. 
so never mind, everybody. <laughs> Don't do anything. <laughs> uh, no, but the, the listener nomination period is open for the podcast awards. We should already be on there because we submitted ourselves to be part of the mix. But we very much need you and your votes because what they do is they take people who have gone on and voted in the preliminary rounds. They become the judges. So if we we need to pack the bench, we need there to be we need to go from nine justices to like 180 and have most of them be from gayish. Um, but anyway, go to podcastawards.com and please go through the painful bullshit of logging in, like signing up, getting an account and then voting for us and other people, too, in other categories. If you want to, that's entirely up to you. But you better fucking vote for us. I swear to God. <laughs> It is not actually that painful. Um, you, yeah, and we're in the LGBTQ section. You can just vote for us. You can vote for um, other categories as well. You don't. No, have- super hard. You have to be really good at life. You have to be valiant and brave. No, that's if you make not- it sound easy, they won't do it, Kyle. They'll no, bystander syndrome. Sound- they'll assume everyone is going to do it, and then they won't. Oh, if you make it sound difficult, they won't do it. It's medium, to- medium level <laughs> difficulty. <laughs> it's enough that not everyone's going to do it, but not enough that you shouldn't do it. Yep. I'm feeling Great. good this year. <laughs> Podcastawards.com. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, now, do you want to do our gays and straightest? Yeah, let's do our gays and straightest. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, okay. My gayest thing is um, I just decided to shave my ball hair. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't for a like for a sexy time. I just did it for me, <laughs> and I, you know, like being quarantined. Like there's no re- like there's no reason to. And I feel like straight guys, the only reason they would do any kind of downstairs grooming would be like for their lady friend. Yeah, but I just like yeah. you know, I just wanted to feel good about myself and my genitals. So, um, my straightest is I. Uh, you know the stereotype that gay people uh walk really fast yeah um and and kyle's walk really fast so gay kyle's mm, like you fucking impossible to keep up with plus you're tall which is fucked up large legs yep Uh, you're tall so that's fucked up (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm tired it's the end of the show (laughs) um no at this part doesn't matter no one listens um the the straightest thing about me is actively trying to slow down and walk at a normal pace i'll be like walking super Mm. fast and for no reason and i'm like you know what you could like legitimately walk slower, at, but I, it's I have to keep remind. It's very difficult, but yeah. um, that's my straightest. Awesome, yeah, yeah. Take time and smell the roses, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the gayest thing about me this week um was basically getting caught. I've been going to personal training. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I forget if I said it on a previous episode, but I am no longer clinically obese. I'm just very oh. overweight according to the <laughs> BMI calculator. But um. I I was working out with my trainer and this guy came in to apply for a job and sweet fucking Jesus. He was so smoking hot that I kind of dropped my weights <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and yeah, I totally got caught. He was beautiful. He can't work there. I, I won't get anything done. Okay. Or will you work harder because you want to impress him? That's true. That's true. Mm. Probably straight anyway. Whatever. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week uh, has been um, I may or may not have played a little bit of Call of Duty, which I think is just like that's the straightest video game that exists. Isn't that the like there. the war like, one with the guns and stuff? Yep. Yep. An argument could maybe be made that like one of the Maddens 
is the straightest mm. and and i i think that i think i'm willing to have that debate call of duty is up there <laughs> very 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 straight very broy it almost madden feels like the regular straight dude and call of duty feels like i need to tell you all how straight i am to prove it to you yeah yeah I that's true you. i yeah. agree was it fun yeah i don't know it's okay <laughs> <laughs> okay yep uh so that's it wait listen oh yeah that's right we have a listener gays and straight us this week um which this week comes to us from discord and jacob rainey who is adorable and a truck driver and <laughs> um adorable um anyway straightest saw what i was hauling and my mouth started watering and there's a picture of just stacks and stacks of kegs in the back of his truck. <laughs> uh, and then gayest, uh, in the last week, I've listened to the Wicked soundtrack more than 10 times, singing along each time. Oh, <laughs> my straightest is not only knowing Defying Gravity from uh, from Glee, not from the actual musical. Oh, God. Oh, Kyle. we can't get into this. This is the end. Goodbye. <laughs> this is this is this is going to impact our relationship. Okay, uh, that's it. A special thank you to Tito Burrito for the hundred words at the top mm -hmm. of the episode. Uh, thank you to all the asexuals out there, just repping it up and being super not into sex. Yep. And thank you to you in advance me? for going to podcastawards.com oh. and voting for us you fuckers <laughs> thought you were thanking me but that's fine yeah. <laughs> thank you to you the tv show you <laughs> <laughs> that's it this has been gayish i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz until next week be butch be fabulous be you the tv show <laughs> bye bye <laughs>